ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian giant, Venetius, the temptress witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network. And we are here on the Rewind Wrestling Radio Show. And you have the usual cast of characters all around me. Ivy is here this week. Amy is here this week. Tyler is here this week. Nelio is not here with us this week. It is the baby's first birthday. Happy birthday, baby girl. Happy birthday. So he's off in Disney World showing his, uh, his one-year-old daughter what the world is really like when it's not COVID time. And we have special guests with us tonight, the owner and CEO of Chicagoland Championship Wrestling, John Bullard. John, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. It's a real delight. Uh, I've been listening to your guys' podcast since you've been in contact with me. The episode's been really great, so I'm looking forward to this. Thank Thanks you. for having thank me you. on. Thank you. Oh, yeah, oh, thank it's you. a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Love connecting with new promoters. And, uh, and we are going to be talking about all things Chicagoland Championship Wrestling for a little bit here. Um, now, give, give the people a little bit of, a, of a, a lowdown here. You can find Chicagoland on lots of different platforms. But uh, the biggest one right now, I think, for you is Amazon Prime, right? You have the, the show up on Amazon Prime video. Yeah, we're on Amazon Prime, uh, Fight TV. We're on Powered Forward TV in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on uh, High Spots Wrestling Network and uh, a host of others, uh, too. There's actually like a long list. I think I posted maybe on our Instagram page. Um, but literally, we're on almost every device you could possibly watch uh, for per- professional wrestling um, at the time being. Only, I think, maybe IWTV is the only one we're not on uh, okay. currently. But, yeah, we're trying to get us on, on as many platforms as possible to be viewed by the uh, by the country and the, the world around us. So, kind of surprising how many wrestling fans are really out there when you kind of yep. go back and <laughs> I'll see these reports from Fight TV and they're like, yeah, they've got fans in, like, the Middle East are watching and, and you know, Russia and other countries, too. And it's just mind-boggling just to know that, you know, here we are in Chicago, yet someone thousands of miles away is watching us. It's, it's a cool feeling. That's awesome. That's awesome. And tell, tell everyone where they can find you guys on uh, social media. Where can they find you on social media to follow your product? Well, on Facebook, just look up Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. Uh, that is our page, of course, with the logo, with the little blue luchador on there. That is us. On uh, Instagram, of course, uh, CC uh, Entertainment. Uh, we're on there as well, CCW Entertainment. And also uh, Chicagoland Res. Uh, that's w-r-e-s on twitter and so they can follow us on there and uh, we're very fan friendly so anytime our fans ever contact us or have a question about shows coming up uh we definitely will always you know talk to them and and you know we also got any cool things too like myself personally uh anytime someone buys a ticket uh from our events i'll actually write a personal letter to them and thank them and, and send something like a little extra gift just for being a supporter of our, our products Excellent. That's awesome. That's, That's cool. awesome. Yeah. So we are, uh, we're going to dig in and learn a little bit more about, about you and about your product that you're putting out there. I had the opportunity to watch, uh, I think two episodes on, uh, on Amazon prime and, uh, and it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's a, it's a well put together event. The, the in-ring action is, uh, is pretty awesome. Uh, I'm excited to, to see things as they come out. And, you know, there's, I, I always joke, I say, there's only so many hours in a week to watch wrestling. But, uh, but if you find yourself a little bored with what you're seeing on Monday nights, maybe uh, there's a lot of people out there that are feeling that way. Uh, you know, go check out on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you have an Amazon Prime subscription just for Amazon Prime, you automatically get Prime Video. A lot of people don't know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you have access to Prime Video. You just use the same email address to log in as you use for your prime membership and uh and then you can get access to prime video and there's tons of stuff on there but go check out uh chicagoland championship wrestling there folks and uh let's kick things off and we're going to do this interview the same kind of same style as we did for august artois except we'll probably get uh, a lot less made fun of and offended this week and uh <laughs> and so we will uh we're gonna make our way around here and we're gonna have some fun so let's start with uh 
I think I started with Ref Amy last week. So let's start with uh, let's start with the new mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters. What you got for us, brother? Yeah, John, it's great to have you on the show. And what I wanted to ask you, what got you into wrestling, wanting to do this? I, I know you get asked that, I'm sure, a lot of times, but it still fascinates me as a fan. I, I just wanted to get your perspective on on when you knew this was w- what you wanted to do in life. Literally, I know this is probably one of those like, cliche answers. I, I started watching professional wrestling First real memory of television was actually watching wrestling with my dad. Um, I was about four, and uh, he used to sit in his lap and watch uh, WTBS, you know, 605, and, and watch studio wrestling. I mean, I grew up in the South, so, I mean, it's like, you got, oh, yeah. like, Jesus, NASCAR, and wrestling. So, <laughs> right. each that's one, true. you know, that's, it, it's just how, that's how life is, you know. And uh, so, I wasn't really into NASCAR so much. So, I was like, hey, wrestling kind of works out pretty well, man. No left turns, you know. So, I uh, was always hooked on it. I love the bigger-than-life characters, you know, the 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 physicality, the, the brutality of wrestling, you know, the, the, the stories that comes with it. It hooks you in right off the bat, even if you're not a fan. I always tell people this. You don't even have to be a fan. You come to a show, a live event. Sit down for five minutes. Have someone who knows how to work a crowd. Get you so hooked up into it. That person who says, ah, wrestling's so stupid. Five minutes into it, they're cheering or booing or they're so addicted to it. It's the best drug ever. Uh, So literally as a small kid, I was hooked into it. It was when uh, first time I remember when I wanted to become a professional wrestler was when uh, Super Brawl, it was uh, Brian Pillman versus Jushin Liger. Because as a kid growing up, I wasn't I wasn't a big kid at first, but now I'm like six four and two seventy. So I'm like, I think I'm now kind of like the larger guy compared to most guys in wrestling. But even as a small kid, everybody's like, ah, I gotta be like, you know, Hulk Hogan to be in pro wrestling. And then when I saw Liger and Pillman do what they did in the ring, it just lit a fire under me. And I was like, okay, if those smaller guys are doing this, then I, there's no excuse for me now. I have to go out there and do this. So I have to start going to the gym as as a younger age going to high school and stuff and working out just to try if i don't try then only have myself to blame for so yeah uh that's what pretty much got me into it awesome very cool yeah thank you yeah i hope that my 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 three-year-old told me tonight at dinner my wife says or my my older son says uh mom what is what does logan want to be when he grows up she's like i don't know ask him so he looks across the table logan what do you want to be when you grow up I want to be a wrestler. I was like, all right, I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to the temptress, Witch. Ivy, what you got? Ooh, the temptress, Witch. that's right. I'm here. Um, <laughs> okay. So I know you did, um, you talked a little bit about, you know, how you got into it, what kind of inspired you as far as, you know, getting into the business, but I'm actually curious of, um, any particular, uh, wrestlers, like famous wrestlers that inspired you more on that track. So like, who did you want to be like when you, you know, grew up? Growing up, uh, I was always a fan of Hills. So okay. I was, ne- I was never the baby face guy growing up. Even as a kid, <laughs> I would like cut Jake Robert promos on kids in like the freaking playground and DDT some poor soul, you know, I was like nice. that kid growing up, you know, I so it. I was like, I was a big fan of Jake Roberts, uh, Kevin Sullivan, uh, you know, the, anything that was dark, uh, Gary Hart with uh, great, you know, great Muda, great Kabuki. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like always into like the real dark imagery uh, characters. Um, but then of course, also like, you know, Brian Tillman and Jushin Liger, you know, watching junior heavyweight wrestling too that inspired me so but yeah it was it was always the darker personalities that <laughs> i love it because I, I can relate to that myself i happen to be one of the people that just absolutely loves a good heel so i appreciate yeah, that here. a lot <laughs> same here same here awesome. you know it's uh to me the heels in wrestling is what makes wrestling fun like if you don't have a good villain mm-hmm. to, to actually be angry at then why do you cheer for the other guy you know mm-hmm. it's, right, it's, right. it's 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 you have to have that formula to really build up a good story and a good deal absolutely absolutely so let me ask a follow-up question to that um obviously you are the owner and ceo you are the promoter you're the guy making the calls in the back room um you know you're booking talent and what are you looking for when you're looking for your heels as a promoter because we have a lot of indie guys that listen to this show that can take away what what a promoter is looking for for them to get hired you know what i mean of course 
Uh, you know, and the thing is, on my Facebook page, I actually talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, for me, what I look for in someone is, yeah, I love characters. Have a character. Have have something that makes you stand out. You go on ninety five percent of wrestling shows today. Every guy looks the same. I hate to say, it, but most guys do. They're either some little small skinny kid wearing black trunks or red trunks. There's nothing standing out. And when you ask them, so what's your character? Oh, I'm Brian. I do flippy stuff and I fight with honor. And you're like, oh, okay, your opponent. What do you do? Oh, well, I also do flippy stuff and I too <laughs> fight with courage. You're like, no, excuse my French, but holy shit. Like, does anybody like do anything different? You know, like that's what I look for. Like, my God, man, have a character, have something that stands out. And so... When I when I look for characters, if you watch my show and wish you have, uh, you notice something about a lot of our hills. They they all have a personality. They all have a character to them. No one's not like the other guy. And I try to book people that stand out. Give me someone like Paragon, who is like Prince Rick James, and like the baddest man from Detroit, all put in one big giant package. Yep. And he's got the gift for gab like Muhammad Ali. So when you give him a microphone, he instantly will get people listening to him. He'll get the crowd involved into it. And then his wrestling will blow him away. Uh, give me uh, characters uh, like, well, we have a guy on our roster, uh, Garrison Creed. Uh, we call him a mercenary. But Garrison is actually a real-life former Special Forces member. So he is legitimate a commando-type guy. And so what's his gimmick? Well, he's, he's like a legit killer. Like, you look at him and you know, like, I, I'm not pissing that guy off. That's why I pay him before the show. Like, hey, your pay's here. Good. All right. We're going to have a good time, you know? Um, but have personality. Have character. Have wrestling gear that stands out. Don't go out there and buy the generic Lucha stuff. If you have to save money, save money. Work another job just to have your wrestling gear money. End up, you know, getting something customized. There's so many gear makers out there. Compared to when I was a kid breaking in. There was like three people and they were so back ordered with everything. You would be lucky to get like anything decent for a good while, but there's so many good gear makers out there. Go out there and get something that stands out. Wear colors. That's not <laughs> generic. Don't always wear the black, red and, 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 and gold. Wear emerald green, go out there and wear purple, wear turquoise. You know, there's different colors people can wear that will stand out. To me, that's what I look for. I look for a character. I look for what stands out. I look for wrestling ability. But most importantly, I like seeing talent, both Phil and Babyface, have the ability to work the crowd and get the crowd so involved that they can do literally four moves the entire match and have the crowd eaten out of their hands. That, to me, is still an art that is kind of being lost on a lot of people. Not hating on the young generation by no means, but it's something that needs to be taught more than ever because we're seeing all these young guys going out there doing flips and they end up you know getting injured four years in the business and they're there some of them now in the wheelchair or they have a gofundme account because they're in the hospital you know it's like slow it down and tell a story so that's what i look for in talent very cool very cool and you mentioned ah. gear at at tyrino gear if you need gear our boy tyrino will hook you up he makes fantastic stuff and he will customize it whatever way you need Go check him out, Ty Reno Gear. You can go. You can find him on Instagram, and uh, we'll we'll put that in the uh, in the description for this video since we talked about it. So we'll definitely uh, throw throw our boy a bone there. All right. <laughs> so uh, excellent, excellent. Ref Amy, I'm coming to you, babe. So um, going back to a little bit before Chicagoland, have you always been like the the man behind the scenes, like the the promoter and everything, or did you start wrestling, refereeing, or? Well, interesting story. So, uh, 16 years old, I'm sitting in my homeroom English class. So, doing my assignment, I have a PWI 500 magazine tucked inside my English book. My teacher at the time is Diane Shruby. God bless her, wonderful woman. She comes walking up behind me and she notices that huh, this ain't Shakespeare, it's pro wrestling. And she, <laughs> she looks at me and I'm like, yeah, this is great. You know, and I look up and she's looking down. I'm like, oh, crap. And she's like, oh, you're into wrestling. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, of course. And she's like, well, that's great. My son's a professional wrestler. Her son was Big Daddy Rhodes. He used to wrestle on the Florida Independence mm -hmm. scene. I grew up in South Florida myself. Uh, yeah. 
married a girl from Chicago. Now I'm stuck in snowstorm. So fun. <laughs> uh, but she told me about, you know, her son and she, and she was like, well, I'll like introduce you to him sometime. I'm like, Oh God, that'd be great. And through that, uh, I met a gentleman by the name of Spike Moore. Uh, he was wrestling. Uh, he was a WCW power plant graduate. So he started a little promotion in South Florida. And next thing I know, uh, I was setting up chairs and taking care mm-hmm. of stuff for him and being a gopher for a long time. And then one day they gave me a call and they said, hey, do you have a suit and tie? And I'm like, well, yeah, okay, yeah, I did. Why? You know, because I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? You know, and they're like, bring it to the show. We need you. And I'm like, okay. So I go to the show and their ring announcer was sick that night. So lo and behold, as a teenager, I was then turned to the, their, their dear near ring announcer and had that job for about two years. Well, during that two years, I was being trained for other stuff too, because I learned from a lot of the veterans there that you always want to be the utility worker. You want to make sure that if you could commentate, ring announce, great. But also make sure you can become a good referee, because a good referee is hard to come by. People don't understand the importance of a good referee. A good yeah, referee, Amy. A good referee can take <laughs> a bad match and make it look good, and a bad mm-hmm. referee can take a good match and make it look like chicken shit. Mm-hmm. So it really does matter. So I learned all these different things, and throughout the years, I've I've had different jobs. I've been a ref, a wrestler, a manager, uh, whatever company needed. I was the guy with the crazy suitcase full of gimmicks and and clothing to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. So fast forward 2011, I had a back injury. Uh, I was wrestling in Georgetown, Kentucky, had a back injury, and I had to leave the ring. And so during that time, uh, I had a lot of friends that was talking to me. They were like, well, uh, since you can't wrestle at the moment, you ever think about running your own show? You've you've learned how to book. You learn how to do television. Uh, When I first broke in, uh, studio wrestling was one of the first things I was taught. And I was a commentator for a company, but also learned how to book and, and also do a lot of the behind the scenes. So... I started uh, Pro Wrestling Freedom in Kentucky. Uh, I moved there, and uh, from 2012 to 2014, I promoted. And then, uh, you know, we had a lot of success, but got married, and I was kind of wanting to wind down a little bit at the family life and moved here to the Chicago area. And spent a couple of years away from the business, but a really good friend of mine got in to become a professional wrestling referee. His name is Chris Martinez. God rest his soul, he passed away uh, last year. Um, but he was the reason why I got in, got back into wrestling. He's kind of like the mafia. You think you're out of it, and then someone's <laughs> going to pull you right back in. Chris was that guy. And he would call me every week, and he's like, man, I'm starting to become a professional wrestling referee. Any advice? And, and for hours on end, I'll be on the phone with him just giving him little details and knowledge and stuff. And then one day he called me and said, Hey, we've got a show coming up. Would you mind being a referee for the night? It's just one night. He kept saying one night. I'm like, <laughs> I know what's going to happen, man. I'm going to get the itch and I'll be right back into this. And my wife who always supports wrestling, she's, she's phenomenal. Um, she's like, well, uh, we'll get you a referee jersey. And I was like, okay, well, or one night. And one night is now where it's at. So, you know, so a lot of great talent. And I decided, you know, uh, I'm just going to start running a really good show, but doing something a little different in Chicago where a lot of folks are trying to do more of the Ring of Honor style, which I like Ring of Honor, don't get me wrong. But there was really not many promotions around here doing TV studio style wrestling. Mm-hmm. So the Chicagoland's all about studio wrestling filmed in a cinematic movie style. Sorry for the whole long answer, but it's it's pretty awesome. much the, the how it all happened. So that's no, that's that's perfect, man. That's what we want. That's what what we want. What's what our workers that are listening to the show want to hear too, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, I just want to make sure I drop that knowledge on be the utility worker. Right? I've seen so many wrestlers will hit me up for for bookings, and I already have a chock full of of star roster members. I'm like, well, I have, I don't I have this, I have that, but I don't have this. Can you do this? Well, no. Okay, but the thing about this, if they said, well, yeah, I could do that. Great. Well, now you got a job. And sometimes that's what a wrestler needs to do. They need to, I won't say lower themselves, but be more open to different positions. Let's look mm-hmm. at NXT, for example. Uh, we have Drake Younger. Drake Younger was a standout wrestler on the independents. And then goes into NXT and was the first thing to say to him. 
oh, we don't have a spot for you to be a wrestler, but you'd be a great referee. Mm-hmm. And he took the, okay, I can't be a wrestler, but make a good living as a referee. And he turned into a pretty good ref. You know, same with a lot of the other wrestlers are turned to referees. Mm-hmm. And they got a job. And they got a job that pays really well. So sometimes people have to do that. They have to be open to, all right, I'm used to being this, but if this company needs me to become that, I'll do this. Just that's because right. it's a foot in the door. That's right. I mean, that's that's how Ivy got a job here. We we told her she was going to come on for one night and just be a one-night host. And now she's uh, she's funding it. our program through OnlyFans. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> 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 She's a utility a worker. Business, yeah. Not only fans, it's Ivy fans. It is Ivy yeah. fans now. Lots of different kinds of equipment. She learned how to be very flexible. Uh, I'm just going to leave it with that word. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I want to come back to the new mouth of the south here. I want to go back to uh, to Tyler. Tyler, I know you. You're the man of a million questions. So uh, I'm going to come back to you, brother. Uh, yeah, John, I was just going to ask you, uh, what I love about what, what your promotion does is you've got this program on YouTube called Pro Wrestling Tonight, and you actually are very supportive of other independent promotions. I think I watched one about the C3 promotion, and that's what I love. I mean, it's not really so much a question as that I just respect other promotions, you know, being supportive like that. So tell me about that experience. Do you kind of reach out to those promoters to get them on, like, your program? Is that yeah, how so, that works? Yeah. So pro wrestling tonight uh, is is kind of like I kind of use it kind of as a promotional tool for our, our show, Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like our interview show to like hype up to the people in the region for our our shows. But I got to the point where you know all the years been in the business, all the companies I've worked for, I've always looked at it this way: if I could use my television program to help the region I'm in and help all these other shows gain a fan following. If it's just one fan, guess what? That's one fan they did not have before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I reach out to a lot of the promoters I'm friends with. Uh, a lot of promoters will contact me. Uh, a lot of the wrestlers will, too. Um, but, you know, the show itself, uh, when we started, it was supposed to be an interview show, and it, and it still is. Uh, but, you know, we've also tackled other subjects, too. There's one with me and uh, TJ Still, who's a hell of a talent from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually a survivor of uh, sexual abuse. And so we actually use that episode to raise awareness uh, and also use the uh, RAIN organization uh, for, for both young men and women uh, who've encountered that. They feel like they don't have a voice. Um, you know, we reached out and as two big burly looking guys, we're kind of like, Hey, um, this happens to guys too. And, and also to females and it's okay to feel anger over this and it's okay to talk about this you shouldn't have to hide you know what happens you know you need to speak up about it that's the only way we can cut out the cancer in this world and 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 help people who are in this need so we've used that program for for different things but definitely to always help raise awareness raise uh uh, fans knowing what's going on in the community for wrestling but also help out our our fellow athletes uh, you know, went through bad experiences and, and help other people who are listening to the program. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, yeah, I respect yeah. that so much. Yeah, that that is, we need more of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the business, the business. I haven't been in the business very long, right? I've only been involved with the business for a little over a year and a half now, right? Been a fan of the business my whole life, like everyone that gets involved. Of course. Um, and I don't know, man, like I, I've been in a lot of different kinds of businesses over my lifetime. I've been involved in the food industry my whole life. I've been involved in the entertainment industry my whole life. Uh, you know, I've been involved in, in now in education for over a decade, you know, and the, the wrestling business is weird where you have like two completely separate camps. You have the camp of people that are like, yeah, let's promote each other. And we all grow because if we all grow, then people come and see all of us. And you get the people that are like, well, no, we want to just wipe the floor with everybody and be done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one, one promoter said something along the lines of, well, when they start coming in our area, maybe I'll think about talking to them. Like, really? Come on. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not the way to do business, right? So, uh, you know, I, I think that's really important that, that 
we aren't afraid to cross those bridges and use the platform that we have to talk about things that are important. For instance, Amy, show off the shirt. Show off the shirt, Amy. You know, like little little Bryce, you know, two-year-old kid fighting leukemia, you know? Yeah, and 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 my my interaction with his dad came the same way that my interaction with you came. You know, it was one of my messages to new followers. You know, where I said, "Hey, we would love it if you would give us a subscribe and and you know and tell us something that maybe we could talk about on our show." And uh, and I just started talking to dad one day, and then we had Bryce on the show a couple of weeks ago. And by the way, folks, the GoFundMe is still going, and they still need help. And you can find that in our link tree. So go give those guys, uh, go give those guys a donation, please, please, please. The link is in the uh, the link tree, which is in our description below, and you can find it on all of our social media. Uh, so, so you know, I think it's important though that we that we use this platform that we have, no matter if your listenership or viewership is in the twenties to hundreds, or if it's in the thousands, or if it's in the millions, we should be, you know, we should be promoting each other and helping each other. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm so happy that I found these groups of people that do that now, right? Because when I first came in like a year and a half ago, I was in with like two or three people and some, everyone was kind of cool. Like everyone was cool with me and they were cool with promoting me, but they weren't cool with promoting each other. And I was like, what's going on here, right? And I mean, you find out everything in the business is political, but, um, but I think it's if we can get past that and we can just all support each other, it'll be a better place for all of us. <laughs> we'll all make a little more bread, you know? Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, I haven't formed up a, uh, a lot of partnership alliances of other promoters. Um, you know, I have them in different countries and different States as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mexico, we have our partnership with uh, Guerrero's Aztecas wrestling and uh, Lucha Libre boom, uh, which mm-hmm. does fantastic business down there. Uh, in New Orleans, we have Elevate Pro. Um, they're on Fight TV. They do a great job. Brittany and Ben, both are classy folks. Uh, DNA Pro out of uh, England. Um, mm-hmm. They do really good shows. Uh, British wrestling is definitely on the rise uh, mm-hmm. over the last 10 years. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we work with a lot of promotions, a lot of companies. And th- the way, you know, the way I look at this in Chicago um, maybe outside of uh, AAW and freelance, I have the most media presence. I mean, outside of just, you know, having all the media platforms for our wrestling program. I mean, I got a TV talk show uh, that airs out all the way through Northwest Indiana. Um, you know, I have a, a radio show uh, I do on, on radio uh, for that actually airs in three States. And then, you know, we got our podcasting as well too. And so to me, the way I look at it is I never saw, uh, other companies, this competition to me, just because of, you know, our media outreach reaches a lot more than they do. Mm-hmm. So I never saw it as, oh, it's a threat. How dare they run a show the same day as I do? I look at this, hey, I want to see them draw as, as many people as possible because I was one of the boys at one time. And to me, more fans coming to the show means more money for everybody. That's right. And the more success we have, the business is healthy. So why wish ill will on someone? And if I don't like a promoter, I will still go on my way to make sure people know, hey, they run a good show, go out there and support the wrestlers, go out there and support the staff and the crew and have a good time. You know, I mean, absolutely. I, I never, I never understood the, the whole pettiness of people. I mean, yeah. when I was in Kentucky, I used to watch it all the time. It was, um, there was two promoters. They were literally three hours away from each other. And the one promoter would tell their, their whole roster, don't work for that other company. And the other company, by the way, didn't run on the same day as they do. They run on Sundays. And they would literally tell me, like, oh, don't go work three hours away on that Sunday night show. And I'm like, okay, are you going to pay them extra? You know, like That's not right. to do it? Oh, no. Okay, well, are they contracted? No. Okay, well, they're free to go do what they want. You know, it's – Yep. I, I never understood that mindset. But there's so many promoters out there that still has that. It's so cancerous. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, great. It's crazy. Well, listen, John, if you ever need a shock jock for your, uh, for your show, Ivy will come on and say anything you want her to say. I mean, she's got no filters. So <laughs> I've kind of noticed so far. <laughs> well, listen, Ivy, I'm actually, I'm going to come to you next with uh, for the next question here. Oh, you're so sweet and so thoughtful, Ted. You're like my favorite person ever. I know. 
<laughs> oh God. She said it was a stone cold <laughs> smile. <laughs> I know. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so ignoring Ted for a minute, let's get back to John here. Um, I know you touched a little bit in regards to, you know, a couple of pieces of advice that you had, you know, for people in the business. Um, just kind of curious for anybody who wants to get into the business, whether it be wrestler, promoter, um, you know, referee, whatever, what is what would you consider your best piece of advice for them as far as starting where to start kind of, you know, where to put their boots down and get and kind of get down and get up in the ring and do whatever it is that, you know, they're really looking to do. Mm, some of the best advice I've, I've given to people so far and what has been given to me when I started out uh, first thing first, make sure you, you have something to fall back on. Uh, make sure you have a good education, some type of trade um, wrestling, when you're first starting out, you're not going to pay the bills with it. It's it's something that takes time, you know, to make money. Um, Absolutely. Definitely make sure you have that first thing first. Uh, when you're getting into uh, the wrestling business, make sure that you're going to the gym, work out. You, know, you don't have to be no bodybuilder, you know, I'm not saying that. But make sure you have good cardio because there's, there's a difference from like, okay, I played football cardio to actually be inside that wrestling ring and try to wrestle cardio. And I know Amy could vouch for because she's a referee. That in-ring cardio is a, is a beast. Mm, all of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, her I got killed person. last night in practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it will wear you out. But definitely make sure you have uh, uh, good cardio. Um, eat healthy. Make sure you go to a reputable school. That's, that's another thing I think is a big problem with wrestling today, too, is that almost anyone now can go buy a ring and call himself a trainer. And it's like, no, not really, you know, make sure you go to a place that has uh, everything that is needed for a student, you know, make sure they have a gym, make sure they have equipment they can work out in, make sure they have trainers that are actually known to actually help produce good talent that are trained the right way. I can literally watch a match and see the lockup and tell if that person has been properly trained or not, mm -hmm. just on their lockup alone. I've actually denied people jobs working for me based on their lockup. And another thing that also pisses me off too, and you tell when people are not properly trained, they don't wipe their shoes or boots before they get inside the ring. That's my biggest pet peeve. If I don't see you wipe your feet, I don't want you near me. You know, because mm -hmm. I'm not going to get in the mat and get all that nasty stuff all over me. I'm sorry, wipe your feet. You know, you yeah. do it when you get home, do it in the ring, you know. Yeah. Um, but definitely goes to a reputable school. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, WWA4, uh, Atlanta, Georgia has a good one. Um, I know the Coastal Championship Wrestling School uh, has a very, very good academy as well. Yep. Up here in Chicago, we have a few of them. Uh, we actually have our school, uh, the Wrestle League uh, School of Hybrid Martial Arts. Um, what's really cool about our school is we got uh, training classes three days a week. It's actually a full gym for $125 a month. You can train in pro wrestling, martial arts, kickboxing, uh, Muay Thai, and we have a full-fledged uh, gym as well, too. And we help train people get ready for our company and also our, our little NXT promotion we got uh, that's really good, uh, Wrestle League. Uh, Steve Boz, uh, he runs a really good wrestling school. Steve Boz is very well known in Chicago. Uh, the Ring of Honor uh, Wrestling School out in, I think it's Maryland now. Mm -hmm. um, they, they've turned out some really good products of, of talent. And so there, there's a lot of them. I mean, uh, I think if I was a young person today and I was about to start out all over again, I probably would just get myself really prepared and go to the performance center. Now, the one thing that WWE looks for the most isn't, oh my God, this person's a fantastic wrestler. They want to see, are you coachable? Are you actually someone willing to learn? Are you willing to drop all the stuff that you've been taught and have us reteach you and get prepared for our system? And a lot of wrestlers refuse to do that. Well, I, this is the way I've always done it. Well, that's not the way they want you to do it. So, you have to be open to be trained in different aspects. Um, I know the uh, Shikara Wrestling Academy uh, years ago until all of a sudden happened to them now. But they used to have this great program where they would train you to wrestle the American style, the Lucha style, uh, British uh, catch style of wrestling, the European ways of doing things. So once a student is out in the world by themselves, they have all those tools to be successful. A good wrestling school is that. They'll give you all the tools when you leave their school. You should be good enough that you can get yourself a job in any company going. And most importantly, a good wrestling school and a good wrestling trainer will teach their students efficacy, but also 
how to write a resume to promoters. You know, I used, I, I, uh, for example, Paragon, when he first hit me up for a job, he had this awesome resume created and it was the easiest thing to read. I didn't have to go going through a million things. I knew who his trainers were because he was a truth uh, martini. I was a truth student. So I knew instantly, well, you've been trained by, two, uh, you know, truth. You're going to be a good wrestler, you know, and um, a good resume will, will help out too, but it also takes a good trainer and, and a good wrestling school to show their students, well, this is how you apply yourself. So yeah, that's my best advice for wrestling schools is just make sure you go, a, go to a reputable school and, and be a sponge, learn as much as you can and don't be afraid to ask questions. You know? Absolutely. For sure. Awesome. Awesome. We're talking to John Bullard. He is the owner and CEO of Chicago land championship wrestling. Ref Amy, I'm going to come to you one more question before we go to take our break for the evening here. You get the last one. You get cleanup tonight. Hmm. All right. So let's finally ask about Chicago land because we've asked <laughs> a lot about you, but let's ask about Chicago land. So you guys started like right before COVID hit, what, didn't you? Or yeah, and you guys sure had to adapt. So yeah. what was that like? trying to get a promotion started when the world's ending pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like in right for the, uh, the Thunderdome, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was interesting. 2019, we started everyone's hopeful. I remember I was telling my wife this, I was like, Oh man, 2020, it's going to be an awesome year. Can't mm-hmm. wait. That's like the worst thing I've ever said, you know? Yeah. And, uh, cause we had a show first plan. Our first debut show was supposed to be in April mm-hmm. and right into the month of March. I already knew, I was like, we're, we're going to be canceled because everything's shutting down this country. And mm-hmm. sure enough, before I could even call the American Legion to even ask them what's going on, the Legion called me and they were like, yeah, the, the health inspector gave us a call and we have to shut everything down. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know. <laughs> and yeah, we, we kind of have to adapt promoters today. And, and this is advice to every promoter out there. So many promoters out there are trying to take the easy way out with COVID. They're like, eh, we're not worried about masks. We're not worried about social distancing. Yeah, let's go out there and have fun. All it takes is one fan getting sick, and it'll shut down your operation. It'll make wrestling. And on top of it, newspaper companies out there will love to run a story. COVID-19 happened at a wrestling event, got everybody killed. And it'd be like the worst thing ever, worst publicity for anyone. Um, when we ran our show in October, uh, we were at full capacity in our state, but I still actually turned fans away from the show because I didn't want it to be so overcrowded that fans, you know, they're breathing on top of each other, you know. Yeah. So we kept everything social distance. Uh, all of our fans were given masks before they actually entered the show. Uh, we had hand sanitizer booths and stations uh, throughout the building. And we actually checked everyone's temperature coming through as well, too. So we try to do everything by the book to actually have a safe show and, and have a good time. We also checked, um, we made sure all of our roster and staff members had a COVID test before the show. So mm-hmm. that way we got the results knowing if someone was safe or not. So it's, it's rough. You know, Amy, it's one of those things that it's like, okay, I'll take two, you know, two steps, you know, Forward, but then you have to take one step back, like that one song from the uh, I think it was the '80s, and it's 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 like that. It's like okay, what will next month bring? And yep. that's the waiting game for all of us in professional wrestling and entertainment itself. Okay, our state's opening back up. Maybe we can do something. Two weeks later, okay, well we're back on lockdown. Great, you know. Yep. And it's a nightmare. It really is. I I'll be so glad when when we look through the history books and say, yeah, COVID nineteen was something of the past. You know, that's, sure. that's, yeah, I'm so, I am stated. so waiting for it. I'm so tired of it. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, gosh, well, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, my friends. We are coming up on uh, the end of segment one here. I think uh, I think we're going to adapt the show a little bit. We're going to talk just a little bit more about Chicagoland when we come back around the break. And then we'll do uh, – we'll uh, I'll have everyone pick a – pick an angle that they want to, they want to book for WrestleMania. So pick one feud that you think could happen for WrestleMania. And then that's how we'll do our fantasy book rather than everyone kind of talking about everything tonight. Uh, Otherwise we'll all be here until one in the morning. And obviously that's not anything that anyone wants to do, nor does our listening audience want to sit around for that long. So uh, let's take a quick break and uh, 
we're going to go to commercial. And when we come back, we will continue talking with Chicago Land Championship Wrestling owner and CEO, CCO, CEO, John Bullard. <laughs> and, uh, and when we come back around, we'll continue talking a little bit more about Chicago Land and we'll talk about WrestleMania booking. For 17 years, the dominant force in professional wrestling in South Florida has been Coastal Championship Wrestling. Join us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the best weekly episodic professional wrestling in America. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. We're here with Chicago Land Championship Wrestling owner and CEO, John Bullard. And uh, before we get into fantasy booking a little bit of WrestleMania season here, let's uh, let's keep talking about CCW. And you're used to hearing us say CCW and talking about Coastal Championship Wrestling. Same initials. It's going to get confusing, folks. Let's do it. It's okay. So let's, let's keep talking. Just refer to it as Chicago land. Make it easy. You know? Chicago land. All right. So, so tell us a little bit, man, because, you know, a lot of our audience, uh, in fact, I don't think uh, looking at the stats, I don't think that we have too much from Illinois in general. Um, so most of the people listening and watching are going to be outside of your, your usual, immediate surroundings you know talk to us a little bit about some of your talent man tell us about some of who your uh, your top dogs are right now we'll see we have uh marche rocket uh he was a, a tna impact uh star he was part of the x division uh he's part of it our heavyweight champion is shogun chris logan um if you like a all japan style strong style hard-hitting type of guy he reminds me of kawada if anybody ever follows mm-hmm. Japanese wrestling, mm-hmm. he just has that badass street to him, like when you see him. And, you know, he's also a Chicago policeman. So, like, you know, if you're a cop in Chicago, you know, that's going to be a rough job anyway. So he's, he's the real deal. Uh, we have the ice pick, Vic Capri, uh, Chicago legend. Uh, he's wrestled in Japan, wrestled in Europe. You know, he's he's been there to the dance. Uh, he's one of the original guys who used to run with CM Punk and Cole Cabana back in the days when they used to do a lot of independent shows traveling up and down the, the Midwest and the, the East coast as well. Um, so we have those guys there's so many uh, Paragon, uh, the tribunal, no coast, uh, Joe blues, Brian Crazer. We have the sin city playboys with uh, Tully Bertorelli, Johnny Nye and Solomon stone uh, that are fantastic. What makes those guys great is that really their characters are just them being themselves. Uh, totally. He's been uh a television actor, so when we used to t- the the whole phrase made for Mr. TV, uh, he's been on Empire, Chicago PD, uh, Chicago Fire. He's been like on all these TV shows, and he's a professional wrestler on top of it. Uh, Johnny Nye is actually a legit rock musician. Uh, so like, I mean, everyone's persona is really just them turned up ten. I mean, it's, it's just a really great thing. The best thing I could probably tell anyone about Chicago Land Championship Wrestling. Someone asked me like, okay, if you have the hype your company someone who's never watched it you know how would you like reference it to someone if you like nwa power our formula wasn't trying to be like them but it's it's studio wrestling but the venue itself gives you an underground fight club feel to it mm. it's a smoky ballroom from the 1950s vibe uh we do our presentation as a big fight fill you know, when Greg Hansen's in the ring and he's comment, he's doing the, the ring announcing, we don't, you know, ring announce someone coming to the ring. We wait till both wrestlers in the ring and then you get the big fight boxing announcement. This person in this corner, this guy in this corner, you know, mm-hmm. and, and our fans are just a big, loud, rowdy bunch. So mm-hmm. it's it's a great feel. It's, it's like a studio wrestling, cinematic film style presentation, like you're watching a movie. Anybody have, has ever seen our, our show, and, and I know you have, mm-hmm. um, we literally, our cameraman, uh, Xavier Camacho, is magic. He literally makes the viewers at home feel like they're in the match themselves. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, one of my favorite uh, segments, the referee is counting, and the camera's right behind the referee, following the referee. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're right behind the ref watching him count. And it, it gives you that, like, vibe, like, wow, man, it's like you're, you're in the match. And um, so, yeah, we, we try to give people a presentation of pro wrestling as a sport and people who are tired of what WWE is doing or AEW, 
you know, the best thing about the independent wrestling world is there's plenty of alternatives out there. Yep. And we try to be one of those alternatives. You know, if you like old school wrestling, we got that. If you like Lucha Libre and All Japan Kings Road style, we present that as well. So, you know, watch on Amazon, nice. Fight TV, wherever you guys can. Check it out. And, and if you like it, message us. You know, let us know that you, you like the program. I mean, I'm always wanting to hear from the fans and our viewers, importantly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great stuff. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about the program is that um, it has the, the competitive feel to it that we were kind of promised with AEW, right? Like we were promised that an AEW was going to be sports related, right? And then we kind of got that because they talk about wins and losses a lot. We didn't really get that so much so in, in how people are working the matches, right? It's still very flippy guy matches and it's not about how can I win the most effectively and the most efficiently. And I feel like we get that a lot from Chicago land, which is really cool. Now you name dropped CM Punk a few seconds ago. So obviously the, the next logical question is when are you going to get him to return? And uh, when are you booking him, man? Come on, make it happen already. You're Chicago. I, I think that guy wants nothing to do with the world of wrestling. I really do. I mean, We've seen so many promoters have offered him money, not just Vince. AEW's offered him money, and he's turned it down. He just, you, you know when someone is truly done with, with something, when you can literally lay down the golden egg in front of them, mm-hmm. and they walk away from it. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's told people all the time, please stop chanting my name. Please stop asking for me to come back. I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm done. You know, mm-hmm. It was like Edge, you know, when Edge had his neck injury. They asked him on a radio show in a documentary about his life. And the guy asked me, he's like, well, are you going to miss the ring? You know, and Edge kind of told me, he's like, yeah, I'm going to miss it. But, you know, I'm going to look at all these years coming up now. I'm actually trying to enjoy life for a change. And I think with a lot of guys in wrestling, it's it's like that. Um, it was like that with me in, in 2011. I kind of faced facts. My back got really screwed up. And I was like, okay, I love it. been doing this forever. But it's time for me to go do something else. Mm-hmm. And I think for a guy like CM Punk, you know, he's, he wants his happiness. And if he's not happy being in professional wrestling, then may enjoy what he's doing with comic books and everything else that he's done. So I wish the guy the best of luck. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I you know I want to see someone be happy though. I mean, he's been right. in the effort. He's been in the miles. He deserves, you know, the break away from the world. And, you know, I w- it would be great for him to show up. Oh, hell yeah. It'd be great. But <laughs> You know, I I don't think he'll ever come back to wrestling. Got it. Got it. It's always just a fun little a little rib question. It's always fun. It's always fun. Oh yeah. So tell us what's next for Chicagoland. Um, you know, obviously you have all these all these uh ways that people can watch. What's coming up for Chicagoland, man? Well, okay. Um one of you guys a uh, first dibs on something we're working on. Uh, we're actually doing um, a conjoined show with our brother promotion, uh, Wrestle League. Uh, we're doing uh, the Ewok. He's one of our top stars. Um, Desmond DeMond, best way I can explain him. He's like, if you take a hip-hop artist and, and the wrestler Taz and combine them, it's, it's, it's Ewok, you know. And uh, we're doing the Ewok's uh, Gym Wars. So we're, we're going to the Wrestle League's uh, school. And we're doing gym wars between our our guys, their guys. And we're doing with UHC-style rules where the UHC is Ewok's title belt. Uh, the UHC uh, it's what it is, the Urban Honor Crown. Uh, you only win the match by pinfall, submission, or knockout. So it's very, you know, sports-based competitiveness. And so we're, our goal is for the gym wars is to showcase the future talent that will be coming up in our promotions. And also the guys right now in Wrestle League that's been kind of overlooked in a way but now they're gonna get this little spotlight on them um we're gonna have that shows uh gonna be filmed uh for amazon prime fight tv and power four tv and also high spots network um june 12th is our next studio television tapings that we're doing um that itself is going to be an all-star night of wrestling uh main event we have chris logan defending the chicagoland heavyweight title against d ray 3000 from uh, former tna star uh, he's doing the fro gun. So if you ever, I don't know if you ever watched the last dragon, the Barry Gordy's film, 
Uh, he's like the Shogun, you know? So it's, it's an over-the-top character. But it's, a, it's the Frogun versus the Shogun. And then we have, you know, Garrison Creed versus, uh, you know, Zeke Kickham. We have, you know, Marche Rocket versus Chris Moore. Uh, we have so much in store. And then our a couple other shows coming up. We have uh, August 21st, uh, we present uh, Worlds Collide. And that will be with our partners in Mexico, uh, Rero Secas Wrestling and uh, Lucha Libre Boom. Uh, we're actually going to have the uh, IWRG uh, tag team titles from Mexico uh, be defended here in the United States for the first time on American soil. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a whole groundbreaking cool. show. Yeah. Excellent stuff. And again, we'll, and we'll recap some of that again and how people can, uh, can find out how to support and, and maybe get tickets or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever's happening for the studio show. Let's do that at the end so that uh, people Absolutely. don't forget it as they're, as they're listening to the end of the program. We want to definitely support that. We'll do that with all the rest of our, um, with our plugs at the end of the night here. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of the, the road to WrestleMania here, folks. I would, uh, I think that the best way for us to do it is for everyone just to talk about one thing, right? Um, so let's let's kind of go round robin and uh, and talk about what you know how you think you would want to see this get booked. We're not making predictions here; we're kind of fantasy booking a little bit, um, just knowing that you know we we're in a little bit of a time a little bit of a time crunch. But I still want to hear what everyone has to say. So uh, you know, if if need be, I won't give my thoughts tonight. I can always do that at a later time. Uh, let's go to Ref Amy. I'm going to come to you first. Let's hear what you got. All right. So my fantasy booking for the road to WrestleMania is the women's, the Raw women's title. I think I'm not wrong here to say that since Asuka got it from Becky Lynch, it was literally handed the title. It hasn't been treated like a serious title whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's been a prop. Asuka has been just a third person in a storyline. Like it's just, it hasn't been given the respect it deserves. Most likely WWE is now that Charlotte's done with her dad's storyline is going to be pushing Charlotte towards her. And I think this is a great opportunity to re-legitimize the belt. Not just because like, not just to take it seriously, but obviously Charlotte just brings any feud she's in to the next level, no matter how stupid. So I think it's, not a hard booking, just two competitors. One wants the belt. Charlotte can always hold um, the victory over Asuka. What was it, WrestleMania 34? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, when she, when she beat Asuka for the title, she could always hold that over her head. She could constantly debrade her about that. It could get to Asuka. Asuka can lose it, brawl with her every other night. For a month, they could turn this, this belt into one of the most prestigious matches of the night. And that's, I really want that to go. And I want Asuka to get that win back so badly. So please, mm. wrestling gods, give it to us. Give okay. Asuka. <laughs> all right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Ivy, tell, the all, tell all the Ivy fans what you're thinking. Oh, my lovely Ivy fans. <clears throat> mm. I should start catering to them a little bit better, considering, you know, that we've got quite the slew of them. You got to pay the bills, girl. I know, I definitely do. These lights might get cut off one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, uh, on a serious note, I think that one of the storylines that I'm I'm getting tired of is, you know, the whole Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton thing that's been going back and forth. So what I would like to see is a return by The Fiend, you know, him and Randy Orton hash it out, do whatever they have to do, and just end the storyline. I think that it has been drug out, and I'm over it. Um, and I kind of feel like they have an opportunity where if they kind of do that surprise return and put that entire storyline to rest, they could execute it in a way that will both be satisfying for fans and also just totally wrap it up without, you know, leaving that open-ended, are we going to see this again? Is this going to continue to be a repetitive thing for over the next year or so, like we've seen with so many other matches and, and, you know, storylines that have gone on. And I I really am just looking forward to seeing a, a nice, conclusion to that storyline yeah i i agree i think uh this isn't this isn't the best of seven series right like this right. isn't something that we're looking forward to seeing what happens next this is something like so is something going to happen next and if so mm-hmm. when and uh that gets a little bit a little bit tiresome by the end let's exactly. uh mm-hmm. but all right all right i like that i like that uh tyler 
Yeah, so this, this was a theory. This is tough to do sometimes on this fantasy booking, but retribution, you know, everybody's been a critic. But what Ali's doing, as far as the storyline, he's berating them. Well, they're going to get tired of that eventually. So what's going to happen, instead of calling him T-Bar, let's go back to Dominic Dajakovic. Let's get that real NXT star back. And he leads a group, but you take away the name Retribution. You keep building, though. You don't rush to it. You can build to at least a opening match for WrestleMania on a pre-show even. But Ali's been wanting this push, this spot. What if it's against one of his own guys that ends up wanting to face him? I just think that'll be interesting because I, I don't think T-Bar is doing Domin- Dijakovic any justice. I miss some of these NXT guys not being rebranded when they get to the roster. Leave them alone. And eventually he leads all them. They turn on Ali because they've had enough of it. I, I just think that may be where they could build to. And that, that's just me throwing out an idea. Yeah, Ali definitely went from indie darling. Um, everyone loved him coming out of NXT mm-hmm. to the, all the worst parts of whiny Chris Jericho mm-hmm. <laughs> in a matter yeah. of a couple of months. You know, That's true, yeah. It's, He's it's, trending on Twitter every day because of something he says. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. okay. it's fantastic. Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, it's awful and fantastical at the same time because think about how much attention he's getting right now. But oh, yeah. It sure. is yeah, it works right? both ways, yeah. I agree right. with Tyler's point, though, about, you know, that kind of rebranding thing between the NXT and the main brands just kind of like – you know, there is a continuous thing. Just right. stop. Let, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. let them be great. If they are great in NXT, keep them great. I mean, we've seen it how many times. Viking Raiders, Viking experience. Viking, I, oh, I, I got yeah. so mad that night when they rebranded them at the Viking The Viking Prophets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be next. That'll be next. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. They come back. I still have nightmares about that day. Yes. <laughs> Money in the Bank last year made my brain. Oh, gosh. Break. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, exactly. For sure, for sure. John, what are you thinking, man? Anyway, title uh, for Monday Night Raw. Um, the way I look at it, if I was booking this, make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, coming up on Monday Night Raw, you have that three-way uh, dance or triple threat, I guess they call it now. Uh, you, know, you have the Miz, you know, Drew McIntyre, and uh, of course, Bobby Lashley. Um, to me, if I was booking this, I would actually would have Sheamus come out and distract drew and let bobby lashley get the win bobby lashley has been on fire since he came up with mvp it's been money and thank god mvp Mm -hmm. has came back to wwe because he took a lot of guys who've been misused and have turned their careers around it's awesome to watch bobby deserves a chance to be wwe's champion and i can see the miz end up going into was well, supposed to be the feud with him and uh, Bad Bunny and and uh, the other guy, um, um, God, help Damian me. Priest. Damian Priest, thank you. They'll say like you know he's the Archer anyway. Damian Priest with him and John Morrison uh, in that tag match, of course, is going to help establish Damian Priest as a big star uh, in the making. So with Bobby Lashley getting the win, this will then turn McIntyre and Sheamus and what I would actually have in WrestleMania be an Irish bar brawl. Let them, like, beat the living hell out of each other. Let it be physicality. They're two big guys anyway. They're hosses. Let them just beat the living hell out of each other. Be for entertainment for everyone. But as Bobby Lashley is sitting on his throne, Ningy's king of the mountain, we finally get the dream match. We see Brock Lesnar come back. And we finally get that ultimate fight, Phil. Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. One behemoth versus the other. And we finally get the match for years. Fans always said how they would love to see Bobby Lashley take on Barack Lesnar. Well, what's a better stage in WrestleMania? And yeah. how I would book it is have Lashley beat Brock Lesnar. Because Brock's not going to be there. Lashley will for, for the long run. Let Lashley get that, that nod. You know, he ain't going to hurt Brock's career at all. So right. you go from there. And I think that's, that's how I would book it for the WrestleMania. And then slowly and surely, you know, Drew can come back into the picture for the title reign. Um, I would say from there, you would start building up Damian Priest as the next, you know, big threat for the belt. And, of course, we also uh, – and there's so many guys on that roster that, that deserves a chance, you know. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's how I see WrestleMania going down. I really like that, yeah. For sure, yeah. for sure. And I think with the with the big build that they've got for Parker Bordeaux, um, yeah. 
you know, and all the attention around his signing, you know, he looks like Lesnar 15 years ago, you know, 20 years ago. And so rock pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So, so maybe that's the, maybe that's the best way. And WWE will do some dumb shit like, like Vince's illegitimate son, except that'll be with Brock, (laughs) you know, and Paul, Paul will be delivering him papers. Like you're not going to like this Brock. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Springer's in the background going, or what's his name? Mari's in the background going, you are the father. You know, Mari ends up getting an F5. Oh, and somebody's gonna Vince watch. is listening. Yeah. Vince is listening. Stop. Vince is listening. <laughs> this is all going to happen now. It's all going to be awful. But Bordeaux comes, Bordeaux just walks in, right? He, maybe he enters the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He, uh, he, he has a really strong showing there. Lesnar and him have a little moment backstage. You know, he gives him like a, hey, yeah, what's up? You know, kind of thing. And then uh, Bordeaux comes out. And, and sits ringside, you know, behind the barricade even, just sits ringside to watch the, to watch the match. Yeah. And then he hops the guardrail, and, and it distracts Brock just enough for Bobby to get the win. It lets Bobby maintain that real heel heat, you know, mm-hmm. um, because Brock will inevitably come out of that looking like the good guy, but that's okay because if Brock is the face, if he's the baby, he can put over Parker big, in a year's time at WrestleMania where it's the two of them. It looks like mirror images of each other. There's some good, there's some good long-term storytelling that can be done there if they play it right. And they don't do everything I said before this, this fantasy book. Especially if they, they build it up where, you know, that WrestleMania match, you know, Parker destroys Brock Lesnar and like a very brutal style. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, that old gunslinger versus the new gunslinger in the old West, you know, yep. you know, he knows this is like his last fight mm-hmm. and the young guys is hungry. Doesn't give a crap about what goes on. You yep. know, never say die attitude. It's good storytelling, you know? Absolutely. So, and it also mirrors the undertaker. You think yeah. about this. Yeah. If he goes out that way, it's kind of like, all right, you took out the taker. Now I'm taking you out. And it's like, yep. that's how you build mm-hmm. a new star. You know, I'm kind of surprised with undertaker, they never let uh, Bray Wyatt be the guy to actually break the shriek. To me, you have this new, like, scary, creepy, boogeyman-type character that's kind of perfect for, for that role of what Undertaker's been doing for years. You know, if I had to book it, yeah. and if he had to lose at a WrestleMania, Bray Wyatt would have been the perfect selection because then Bray could take that torch and be, you know, the new guy to do that gimmick as the eerie, you know, supernatural. Yep. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. That's some great ideas. Yeah. All right, my friends, it is uh, it's coming up on that time. We already uh, we ran over a little bit here. We took more of John's time than he bargained for, but uh, but I'm super. No, I had a fun time. I like this. Oh, thank you so much. Times I enjoy this. You guys are all awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. We would love to have you back. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Nelio would love to come. Would love to go back and forth and rib with you about uh, which is the which is the CCW. better CCW. You know, he'll uh, yeah, have a day with that man. So we uh, we should definitely get you back at some point and uh, and get an update on the program and how things are going for you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure talking with you and uh, and grabbing that knowledge and and you're dropping the bombs on people. And so thank you so 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 much, folks. Um, we have a, a handful of things coming up. Uh, CCW in Florida is uh, is doing great things right now. They've got a ton of shows coming up. Too many to even name. You know, Nelio would be like, we got to plug each show. I'm sorry, Nelio, you're not here. You're in Disney. Okay. <laughs> so so I'm going to tell everybody, go to CCW, you know, ccwrestlingfl.com and, uh, and get your tickets for, for everything happening there. And uh, rumor has it, you may even be able to get some Rewind merch in their store very, very soon rumor has it i mean i don't know i might know a guy and uh and so we will uh we're gonna hope that you guys will come in and show us a little bit of love there as well and uh we've got some stuff maybe coming up up here up north uh for ccw in a couple of months we're, we're working out some details for that that we can announce pretty soon uh they've got some great stuff coming up including anniversary so go check all that out and then chicago land has their next taping you said that was in in june yeah, June twelfth and then August twenty first. Uh, we're doing our big summer months. Anybody wants to check us out? 
Uh, of course, look us up on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Um, also, uh, my Facebook page, John Bullard. Uh, you know, not hard to Mrs. Q Ball and tattoo. So there I am. Uh, so, yeah, uh, check out ChicagolandChampionshipWrestling.com. That's our website. You can purchase tickets, and we'll have all of our posters and information on there too. So, always trying to keep our fans up to date. Excellent, excellent, and uh, and folks, you can uh, again go support uh, little Bryce, two year old fighting leukemia. Go buy a t shirt. You can find you can get those t shirts directly through Mitch. So follow him on Instagram, and that's Norton underscore Graphics on Instagram. So go follow him. Send him a message. Tell him that we sent you. Uh, you know, and uh, and get yourself a t shirt. They're super comfy, and uh, they go to supporting a great great cause so go and check those uh check all of that out if you are interested in becoming a professional wrestler manager referee and you're in the south florida area go check out coastal championship wrestling if you're in the chicago area they those guys have a gym over there we just heard about it today and uh, if you're in the philadelphia area check out acpw's proving grounds and uh folks please remember to like comment share subscribe and please follow us across all social media platforms at w-r-e-w-i-n-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t on behalf of the whole crew here, on behalf of John from Chicagoland, thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time.